I will honestly tell the clients, especially when it comes to like conflict stuff, and I would say to them, I wish somebody would have told me this stuff 10 and 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. Yeah. I can look back quite vividly on things that I did as a parent and went, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Misstep. If only, okay. I would, yeah. only I would have known this stuff. Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. Yeah, okay. So we're here certainly talking about things or ideas or a continuation of this thought of what makes a good client or, or not maybe that isn't even the right word or the terminology is what makes a what is the recipe for success in the therapy room right we're trying to figure out what is that combination of factors that allows change to be made and change that can take hold and change that doesn't seem like it's some out-of-body experience where the client actually goes oh this that wasn't as hard as i thought it would, mm-hmm. would be that actually worked so we're trying liza and i are going through trying to figure out or or discuss i guess what what makes the the good qualities there so the next thing on here is i wrote down willing to own their mistakes uh, kind of like what we talked about in the first part about getting going with a client is some walk in here wanting to defend or mm-hmm. or you know that kind of thing and i th- i think there's some degree of all i'm really looking for from a client is just to say my life isn't going so well and i probably have something to do with that I'm probably making some mistakes here and I'm having trouble with my son. We're, we're fighting all the time. I'm probably partly to blame for that. Yeah. And I would love to know what that part is Mm -hmm. because I want to fix that. Beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) Openness to some accountability that there is possibly (laughs) a me factor in this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That we're sure your teenage son is a handful. Mm Mm-hmm. We can probably agree on that mm-hmm. totally. Mm-hmm. But we can probably also agree that maybe there are some things you can do to whittle away at that mm-hmm. down the road. You know, mm-hmm. that it, And you're going to make some mistakes and you're gonna, things are going to turn out bad occasionally. And you're going to come back and talk about things that didn't go quite right. Totally. But we think we're pretty sure that there's going to be success. And that's what we're going we're gonna to build on. And as long as you can just say, you know what, that didn't work out so well. I probably could have done it this way or... Gee, I can see now as you've explained this concept to me how many mistakes or how many times I've done this conversation in a way that probably wasn't effective. Mm-hmm. I can see where I was going wrong. I think I'm, I had a client today, we're going over some of this stuff and he said, I am ex-, he was like, I can't wait to get home and sort of try this stuff out. Right. I'm like, there you go. I that mean. is music <laughs> to the therapist ears. <laughs> right. I will try yeah. it out. Yeah. I mean, he was this, I didn't, you know, I wasn't saying go home, do this, do that, but I, you could just see the wheels turning as we're going over the concepts. And he was just like, oh my gosh, I got to do, do that. that. Yeah. You know? uh, so going back to the scaffolding idea of just some um, sco- skills and tools to give people, I will talk about Brene Brown's explanation of guilt versus shame. And I think when people can treat mistakes that it's okay to feel guilt about something, like I did something wrong, right? I whapped my kid upside the head. It's okay for me to go, ugh, don't love that I did that. I am sorry. Versus this shame, ah, crap. I am a crap mom for for hitting my kid on the top of the head. 
and this shame that takes over. I think when we can have an acceptance of the mistake being I did something wrong rather than I am wrong, I was built wrong, I am broken, then when we can separate and kind of unchain those two feelings of I am capable of making mistakes, that is part of being a human being instead of it taking this self-esteem piece with it. I feel like that's part of the setup of this scaffolding of, of how I start to practice the things I learn in therapy out there. Mm-hmm. I find too that I, I think this is a, a technique that is helpful, but I will, I will honestly tell the clients, especially when it comes to like conflict stuff, and I would say to them, I wish somebody would have told me this stuff 10 and 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. And so I can look back quite vividly on things that I did as a parent and went, damn. (laughs) (laughs) Misstep. If only I would have known this stuff. So. Oh, yeah. How many times have you and I talked about reacting versus responding? And I call myself in session a recovering reactor. Like that is who I am. And had I known that there was a better way to do that, I promise you I would have done that. Sure, yeah. Nobody sat down and, you know, uh, as I was a young parent, podcasts weren't a thing. And, <laughs> and you just I don't know that I would have listened to them, <laughs> to be completely honest. I had peanut butter, you know, <laughs> smeared <laughs> on my pants at the time. Yeah. I, I think I would have. I, I mean, I, but I, like I said, I, no one gave me this knowledge. I really didn't have any of it. And so... I think we were just relied on a lot of things going right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, it wasn't any anything that I did to fix really the hard times. I think some of it was just blind luck of just things generally went pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but it wasn't because of my doing for sure. So mm-hmm. I guess I try to impart that to clients. It's like, look, especially when it comes to conflict, there's a lot of information out there, and it takes some degree of experience and learning and whatever and getting this right that no one sort of comes out of the womb with these techniques figured out. We're going to be shown a lot of bad techniques. We're going to see a lot of bad examples from our parents and others. And, and there's no way to sort of get to a better place other than someone to sit down with you and go, this is how it's done Mm -hmm. or give this a try. Mm -hmm. I think this could work in the situation you just described. Mm -hmm. It's okay to say, I probably wasn't doing it this well before. Right. You're, you're, you're part of the human crowd, <laughs> I think, if you're coming in with that I idea. I think so. Uh, but some, I think, are definitely afraid that this is something I should have known. Mm-hmm. I'm being judged that I didn't do this or mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do this before. Yeah. And should, uh, that is a really great indicator for shame. That is a really unhelpful, unhelpful coping skill of any kind is that I should have this or should have that. And I, I don't know where that book is, that this is the shoulds, that you, this is how it is. Yeah. It's either you know or you didn't know or you know and it was working for you or you didn't know and you kept doing it thinking it would eventually work for you and it yeah. doesn't. And so then you decide to try something new. Right. Here's one that I've, I wrote down. I think some clients show up with the idea that the session will cure them. Mm-hmm. That I'm going to come here for, be here for 50 minutes and the person is going to do a number mm-hmm. on me somehow and I will walk out of here different and that's all I need to do. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with this logic, Liza? <laughs> well, 
several things, but I will often have clients say, I just, when I, when we'll talk about some therapeutic goals, you know, what would you like to accomplish? And inevitably I will hear mm, fairly frequently, I just want anxiety, my anxiety to be gone. And as if that, that is such a thing. And so I think honestly, just talking through what does that mean to be you know, gone, cured, that that doesn't happen in here that way. You can manage. Everyone has worry. Everyone has stressors. We can either really not help ourselves or help ourselves with symptoms that we're dealing with. But just to say, I'm going to walk in that room and you're going to hypnotize me and it will yeah. be gone. Is it is that's something where I try hard not to laugh because that would be frowned upon. <laughs> but we talk through why, how, how helpful, how nice that would be. Sure. Right. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I think people are given a little bit. I think movies do that a little bit of sort of like, you know, the create this moving experience that is going to change the, the client profoundly in, in one session. And I think there are some, I think there are moments when that can happen. I have had sessions where I will say, in from my view, that person is leaving different than they came, like directionally different. Yeah. So yes, cure. That's probably not a word I would use. The idea here is just to say the ideal client, or, or I guess setting ourselves up for success, is a person who believes that the session will get me going in a direction, and it's up to me yeah. to go out into the world and try some of these yeah. things, or or yeah. or think about these things and come back and, you know, do whatever homework there was or whatever, that there's got to be me practicing this somehow and doing it somehow out on my own. That belief, I think, is inherent in the success of therapy. Sure. I think more, the more mental health is um, adjusted and more culturally viewed as whole health, right? Just part of a healthy person is also looking at my mental health, physical health. We would not expect to walk into a, a nutritionist's office or a doctor's office and have them say, um, you need to lose some weight, you know, to help your health and have you expect that to happen in that room, right? <laughs> just give me the pills. Yeah. I just need the... Give, and even <laughs> if there is a fix like that, right, a surgery or pills that really dramatically changes that for, for someone, there is still an amount of effort being taken by the individual, Something yeah. must be practiced. Something must be, or the behavior doesn't stay changed, right? right. So something must be practiced outside of session in, in any aspect, right? You have diabetes, and this is how we are going to now manage it. We don't just say, you have diabetes, and here is your pill, and you are done with that. Good day to you. Yeah, which would be wonderful, you know, if we could right? do that. But, but certainly when it comes to relationship, conflict, there's no possible way that no, I can cure anxiety. you in this room. It's like, it ain't going to happen. No, depression. I mean, really, this is a practice. Yeah. So, and I think the people who tend to speed through therapy fairly quickly with their high degree of success, I think understand this idea. Sure. That I'm going to have to go home and do some stuff, <laughs> whatever that is. And they're willing to do that. They, that does not seem like a weird concept to them that I'm going to have to go home and recreate some of this on my own somehow. And, and I think that's a, that's a great attitude to sort of have that. Um, the next thing I wrote down was this idea of seeking skills or just trying to learn stuff. And I, again, I think most clients show up with this idea of, you know some stuff, 
We're here to talk couples therapy or whatever. We're not doing so well at the house. We're hoping you've got something for us. Sure. Right? And we're, we're all ears, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, and I think most clients come in with that, but there are a few who, I wouldn't say a lot. I think it's a very small amount of people, but I think there are a one or two that walk in with not that attitude that, again, I don't want to be told what to do or I'm going to be blamed or shamed somehow. And um, mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems like an odd thing, right, to walk into a thing like this and not want to hear how someone else would do it or their version of how they would do it or whatever. But yeah, and it, it does occur. It absolutely occurs. And it also, I find who, who made the appointment is a pretty critical clue into that, right? Was it made for them? by someone else, uh, where in private practice, the lens that you and I are coming from, Meryl, is a very, um, uh, what is the word that they are choosing to be there? Couples therapy, you'll see that at the beginning, is that one person is more motivated to be there. So that this is voluntary to show up for therapy. But usually in couples therapy, one person is somewhat being voluntold. Right. That they will be there. So I think from a private practice stance, people are, you know, knowing who set up the appointment. <laughs> like, is it for the, is, is that person coming in because they would like to work through stuff or are they, you know, being, has it been set up by their parent or their spouse? Yeah. And so we would try to get their enthusiasm up. Sure. Right. That's one of one of what we would we would attempt to do but sometimes it just doesn't seem to happen yeah and and that's and that's sort of a critical fail right of therapy if 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 that's your attitude coming in of i don't really don't even want to hear on to some degree what this person has to say yeah. that's a pretty that's, a <laughs> that's, that's not survivable it's not real it's not a real helpful thing so if we're going to talk about model model clients <laughs> Coming in with an open mind would have to be yeah. at the top. We would expect after that person left the first time that eh, chances aren't very, very good that they're coming right. back. Right. <laughs> or they may give it another shot just to be nice, but they're probably not. Probably not. Something, Something's not quite right here. So that idea of, look, you're, you're coming to learn something from somebody. Give it a shot. Take some notes. Try something different at home. It's sort of all the same kind of theme, right? Sure. Of, of just... Take it in, give it a shot in your own life, and um, we think it'll work for you, but you're, you'll be the judge of that. Um, I got an idea of come, come organized, which in some degree is kind of hard to do, right? If the person's life is truly in scatter, right? That it's hard for them to mm -hmm. really point to, here's where it went wrong, or here's exactly you know, what I want to do. I mean, some do. Mm -hmm. Some, I think, come in fairly clearly saying, Here's where it went wrong. I know mm -hmm. exactly where it went wrong, and I need to work on that, mm -hmm. right? Which is nice, right? Yeah. That's how the textbooks say it's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I try to ask clients as we begin a session, um, kind of a where are you at today, or are there things that you would really like to mm -hmm. discuss, or then where we left off the time before, because I have case notes, right? So... I can't remember what I had for breakfast. So for me to remember something we talked about a few weeks ago, if I don't take a case note of something of this is what was discussed, that that's hard to not 
to just jump into, oh, I know exactly where this person is at. So I like to see where they're at right now and see if there's something that they want to discuss. But usually those who come in and say, I have a couple things I'd like to talk about, they get more out of their session, Yeah, I would say. Yeah, they're ready for, this is what I want to change. This is where I see it going wrong. Mm -hmm. We can at least point in the right direction of where to begin mm -hmm. trying to come up with some ideas or make some changes or whatever. So that's generally very helpful, right? We can, we can save huge chunks of time and get to the point very quickly and spend a required amount of time on really analyzing the, the real thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. Many times we can, we can wander mm -hmm. because the client doesn't really know what they're there to necessarily do where we're sort of lost in the, mm -hmm. <laughs> in the forest. <clears throat> and that happens. Again, that, that occurs. And it's, it's up to us, I think, the therapist, to try to put the brakes on that or, or, or get a direction. But if we are sort of lost and just discussing what happened to me last week or whatever, yeah. it can really bog down and we can lose a lot of time before we finally go, oh, and I'm here to talk about this. Mm -hmm. You know, a half hour could have gone yeah. by. Lots of things. Oh, man. <laughs> Clearly, we have no experience in that. So it's always helpful to kind of know as a client walking in or even just to start therapy from the beginning that, hey, this is what I'm trying to get out of it or this mm -hmm. is sort of the big thing I want to talk about mm -hmm. today or this is what's on my mind today. Yeah. I really would like to come out of here with something on this. Yeah. You know, that Absolutely. will save us a lot of time and ultimately get them the, the best, I guess, experience you know, that they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um. Another thing I wrote here is um, this whole thing is a process. I think you and I would agree that, like the spaghetti strainer idea you said, I think some clients come in here thinking like, if, if the first thing I hear isn't music to my ears or it doesn't all go quite the way I thought it would the first session or the person doesn't give me the, the gigantic useful thing, you know, on the first session that this person's a quack. Mm-hmm. That it, it's up to them to give me the, the big idea that will then change my life, mm -hmm. you know, forever. And I'm waiting for that big idea yeah. to happen fairly quickly. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen fairly quickly, then I'm out. Yeah. So if you're following along here, these are not, this would be <laughs> not how to come in as the model client. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I guess I would try to communicate to people that I'm pretty sure I can help everyone that comes in the door. I just don't know how long that's going to take. Yeah. It could, could be days, um, weeks, months, whatever. But we're going to get there. We're going to mm -hmm. find it, I'm certain. Yeah. But I just can't tell you, oh, this is the thing. It's very optimistic of you, Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I am <laughs> quite. I know I can always bring some hope. That, that's, that's usually where I begin is, yeah. yeah. You're we, right. The situation is not ideal or what, what you're experiencing is tough. Absolutely. But there is hope. Yeah. And we don't know what things will work the best for you. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a little bit of, we're going to go home and try some things and me learning about you. And mm -hmm. it's going to take a little bit of a process mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's yeah. how this whole thing is built. So, uh, lastly, I've got, we're just about out of time here. Want something better and willing to lean on others to help them. So really you're here, you're here to, with a therapist to help you. And it's okay to just admit that, that 
I probably don't have the answers myself. That's why I'm here, mm -hmm. right? And that doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It doesn't mean I'm an ineffective failure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're here to learn something. I, I'm trying to think of things that I've gone to in the past of you know, either playing a musical instrument or you know playing a sport or whatever. I didn't start critiquing the coach no. <laughs> right off the bat or, no. or thinking that they wouldn't give me techniques. I mean, I want that stuff. I yeah. think that's crucial. Yeah to the success of the process. So yeah. I don't know your thoughts on, on that. I mean, I guess it's all about the attitude of the client, right? What, what a lot of this comes down to is. That is exactly the word that sounds so funny, but it is. It is your attitude about, at, is this potentially helpful? In what way? How so? What can I, what can I try out? Yeah. Get curious exclamation point <laughs> yeah and we're going to try to help you with that in any way possible and it's extremely frustrating for us we know as clinicians when it's not working yeah. we, we we're something's going on we're in the middle of a session you look at your watch and you think oh god <laughs> this is not <laughs> this is not going the way i thought it was going to go and this is we're we're, we're in a pit mm -hmm. right now we're in a ditch um we know when it's not working well and I think a really good therapist can can get us out of that, mm -hmm. which we're stri always striving to do, yeah. right? Um, but it's not always the case. There's going to be some days better than others, and we're we're letting you know, I guess, with this show that we're doing our best to help, but there are certainly some qualities and things about therapy that tend to lend themselves to a successful outcome. Right. And, and those are the things we've talked about on this show. Yeah. Um, any last thoughts on... On that, any, anything you would add? or No, I just want to go back to the beginning of get curious. <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation right. point. I'm going to end that. Okay, I, here's my end of the show. I've noticed, and I do a lot of editing of the show, I've noticed that a couple of your analogies that you've mentioned all have to do with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, no. Is there a connector? <laughs> the, do the I Rocky, need to set up a session? You had the Rocky one, the getting you know, shaking it <laughs> out. That's right. The, Rambo. The, the Rambo belt. Oh, I, my word. Do you know that is so funny? <laughs> I don't even think I've ever watched Rambo. Do I say that? I, no, that's okay. okay. It's fine. Whatever. I but do I, like Rocky. I was listening to you, so I'm going, does Liza have a thing for Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> I am married to a tall, dark, and handsome. Although Sylvester Stallone isn't very tall, I don't think. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> it's just a little fun oh, thing I noticed. Oh, that I is I wonder hilarious. If, wonder if you I might need to go check out my teen bedroom <laughs> and take that poster down before you go visit. See what's in there. I'm going to go home and watch Rocky <laughs> Five. You know, that's whatever. a good idea. All right. Well, that's it. The idea of this one being... We're all trying hard, and situation for success is what we're all shooting for, and this is just a show on the kind of things the client can do to help themselves, mm -hmm. right? That, that Generally, we don't spend the time and talk about these kind of things in session, yeah. and probably we should on what some level. What do you level. show up with? Yeah, yeah. and so sure. that's, that's the idea of this show is to, if you're a potential client or a client already, it's like, am I doing these things? Am I doing these practices? What, what changes could I make to, to get more success? And so that's the idea of this show, so... Uh, with that, we will talk about this and other things on Counselors Can Help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself or a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. 
We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.